Hi, folks. Welcome to Smart Living with Daphne Monroe. And sitting next to me is Diane Brennan. This is the first episode of Smart Living, which is all about a show that's going to show you ways to make smart decisions about your life and smart decisions about how you're going to spend. So today's show, we are going to be talking about a lot of really interesting things, especially when it comes to your personal finances. So women, if you're going through a divorce, if you own a house, what do you do with that asset? Well, Diane, who is our in-house realtor, is going to share with you and give you some really, really good tips that I didn't even think about when it comes to protecting yourself financially in that divorce. Also, Eric Gomez, who is my financial advisor, he is with uh, Wealth Management. He's going to be coming on later on the show to also talk to us about basically getting your finances in shape. So if you are going through a divorce, or you're going through some financial changes or life changes, what do you do to protect yourself financially? We'll be doing that. And then and also, um, if you guys watch me on social media, you're going to love this. I'm going to talk to Diane because she likes to spend some money on how to make your own laundry detergent and it'll cost you just three cents a load because everything is expenses. So let's get the show started today with Smart Living with Daphne. There's Diane in the background and we've got a little shot of Eric in the background too. So we're going to get started and get going on the show. Okay, Diane. Well, first of all, I want to say... I am so excited, and so is everybody listening and watching, that you are back with your money-saving tips. I love it. Thank you. You me. have been a feature in the Valley for so long. We have missed you, and I just want to say welcome back to the Valley, and we are all excited for your great information. Thanks, Diane. That feels really good, because I really have taken an absence, but I will say that I just can't help it. I love to share with people all the deals that I find and the smart choices that we've all made in our lives, which leads us to today. So you are a realtor. You've been around. Let's give some background. So you were on KTAR for how many years? Yeah, I was a news anchor, co-host, reporter, sports anchor. Uh, yeah, for 10 years? For like forever, because I remember I would listen to you when I was on my way to work in traffic. And it's so great to like actually finally meet you and see you in person, because I've been listening to your voice. Plus, you also had a real estate show, too. And yeah, I got into real estate in 2010. I became a, a real estate agent. I came back to KTAR with that real estate show, because uh, the market was, there was a bunch of short sales and foreclosures, and nobody really knew. The banks didn't know what they were doing. The public didn't know what their options were. So I wanted to create a show that gave people uh, solid information so that they could make the best decisions for themselves. Right, which is why you're here now. And I'm so glad that you're taking time to give us some advice because you've got some solid advice. I mean, you are a ball of a woman. Uh, one well, of the reasons you. I sought you out is because, number one, is you've always taken care of yourself financially, which I absolutely respect. Um, you know, women, we are ballers. And now that we have the freedoms that we do have, um, we also have the freedom to be employed and make as much money as a man, even though we're still fighting with that. But with that being said, um, I love the fact that you're so independent. You have made a career out of yourself. You have branded yourself and you've always taken care of yourself. So with that being said, I'm tired. So I am looking for a man. Okay. <laughs> Yes. So Diane said, you don't need to promote my business. You need to promote me because she is ready to settle down and she wants a partner, a partner in life, a partner that will help her. So she's not always on your own because although you can take care of yourself financially, it sure as heck is nice to have somebody yeah. that can support you and feel safe. This is not only a money saving show, but a dating show as well. Now right. it, it totally it into, is. Right? We'll, we'll turn it into that. We'll turn it to whatever you want because that's smart living also. <laughs> and if I can just add that one of the things I just made a comment, which is something that I learned Guys, let me give you the key to, to keeping a woman. Make a woman feel safe and secure, and she'll give you everything that she has. It's that simple. Okay. 
Now let's talk about divorce because the ones that don't do that. (laughs) So (laughs) what a segue. We can't make this up, right? This worked out perfectly. Right. Right. So when it comes to divorce, okay, so you're in a marriage, you're a woman and you have a house and let's say, you know, you've been living in that house with your soon to be ex-husband for 10 years. You've got some equity. You're locked in at a lower interest rate at like, you know, four or 5% when interest rates were lower. And now you got to get this divorce and you got to split up all your finances because here in Arizona, we're a, um, what is it called? Uh, 50-50 state. So it's, it's no fault state, meaning that, so if you cheated on your spouse, it doesn't matter. Everything's still 50-50, right? Right. I haven't been through a divorce here, but uh, that's what I've heard. Yes. yes. But and I have. So and, yeah. and when you go through a divorce, I mean, your emotions are running high you're could be going through depression. The last thing that you want to do is deal with financial matters and you have to, it's one of the most important times for you to protect yourself is while you're going through that. So it's tough with everything. If you've got children, they're dealing with that. It's emotionally draining. Um, it's, it's a really hard time. So I just want to give you some tips before for things to keep in mind that women can easily forget when they're going through that, you know, hugely emotional okay. time. Get out your pens or your um, notes on your phone. Listen up. Okay. So the number one thing, well, there's a few, you need to get an appraisal to find out how much the home is worth. That's so, number one. So important. Let's say you want to keep the house. You want to keep the children, uh, you know, in an environment that they're used to because they're already going to be disrupted with this. Right. Um, and your soon-to-be ex-husband decides to just give you the house. And you're like, great, I've got the house. There's nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. You have to be careful because there are some mistakes that you could make that will bury you and could help really hurt you financially. So if you are going through a divorce, get the appraisal so you know what the house is worth. But the most important thing is to get a home inspection because you have no idea what if the air conditioning is going to go and how old the air conditioning That's huge. is. Yes. I, I mean, you only think about getting a home inspection when you're buying a new home. Right. But you never think of one when you're negotiating in a divorce. Like, that is such a huge nugget, Diane. Exactly. Like, never would have thought of that. And the roof, too. That's huge as well. So let's say you're, okay, I'll take the house. I just want life normal. And you don't get this. Well, if you have to get a new air conditioner, if you have to get a new roof, that could financially bury you in a couple of years. So you have to think ahead. You want that house in perfect condition. And that's what I would negotiate is get the home inspection and get all those repairs done before that house is, is, is yours and your sole responsibility. Make sure it's in tip top shape. And that's the hugest, hugest piece of advice. So what I hear you saying is know what you're buying and the value of it. Exactly. Before you even begin negotiating. Exactly. Don't just assume that the house is in great repair and that it's worth necessarily what you brought it for. So just know it and then you can negotiate from there. So spend the extra money. And if you think, okay, I'll get a real estate agent to give me the value. We have 70,000 real estate agents in Arizona. And let (laughs) me tell you, there are a lot of great agents and there are a lot of new agents who just don't have the experience as the other agents. So you're getting their opinion. They might not necessarily have the right opinion. Right. So I would get a realtor's opinion, but I would also get an appraisal okay. from an appraiser. Right. So that's going to be the best way to protect yourself. That is so wise. So and wise. Do not go to Zillow and say, <laughs> well, my house, the Zestimate says no. Yeah, they're way off on that with their data and stuff like that. They even admit they are. Right, and Zillow's actually, they bought up a lot of properties during this pandemic themselves, and they're trying desperately to get rid of those houses that they overpaid for. So I think that there's a skew on some of their home values. That's my opinion there. No, absolutely. So, okay, so one of the things that you said, you said, so if your ex is going to give you the house, meaning that, you know, you have enough equity someplace else, you can negotiate, you know, 
his portion of the equity, his or her portion of the equity. But what about if you're getting a divorce and you didn't work at all and um, you were a stay-at-home mom and you've got the kids and, you know, technically, yes, you staying at home is, you know, part of your salary and that's part of the deal, but on paper, you didn't get paid for that. So let's say you have uh, a soon-to-be ex that's going after you and wants you to get you the hell out of that house. What's some advice on that? Well, you're going to have to qualify. If you're going to take over the mortgage, you're going to have to qualify for the mortgage. Okay. So that's one thing when you're in a marriage to consider that is very difficult is, you know, a lender is going to look at, well, you've been taking care of the kids. They're going to put that value as you're not making any income. Right. Isn't that awful? So then a lot of people are forced to sell the house, which is really, really unfortunate. Right. It yeah. is. It is. I wonder if there's any... I wonder if there's any mortgage broker in the Valley that can work with women who are, you know, we're stay-at-home moms and they're in the middle of divorce. They're trying to keep their house. That would be a, a really great problem because that's a huge value, staying at home. Like, you're raising your kids. Yes. I mean, I wish that we could just put a value on that, but that's a tough situation to be in. So, ladies, when thinking about your future and you're wanting to give everything that you have to your family, remember that if things don't work out right, because not everything's guaranteed in life, you have to protect yourself. So I always tell my friends, you know, if you want to have kids and you want to be a stay-at-home mom, that's such an ideal life, but you're really putting yourself at a somewhat in a vulnerable position if that marriage doesn't work out. Financially, yes. Yeah, Your kids sure. are going to have the best life ever having mom at home, you right. know, and uh, that's, uh, that's always nice to be there full-time for the kids and stuff. But financially, yes, if things don't work out, then that makes it really tough. I mean, you're really forced to just rent after that point. Yeah, you are. You are. And I will say one of the things out of my divorce, I was the breadwinner in my household. So that was a different situation. I was actually almost like the traditional man where he was coming after me for alimony and all of my money. And I'm finding that that's kind of a little bit more like back in the day, you'd never hear about a man coming after a woman for finances, right? I know I'm, I'm digressing just a smidge here. But nowadays, now that our generation, I'm talking us women that were born in the 70s, we had all the freedom when we were born. So women that were born after 1970s, I had civil rights. I could drink out of a drinking fountain when you could. I could get an abortion. I had all the freedom. And I didn't have any laws that suppressed me from mm -hmm. going to work, right? Right. Because I feel like back in the day, like our moms or our grandmothers, you know. Pretty we, limited. Very limited in options. The only thing, not the only thing, but very few things was like to marry a man that had money. And we were beholden to that. And I think that kind of set a tone for society, but it's changing because women now are in the workforce. And so everyone's like, well, what happened to the traditional household? I know I'm leading into something else a little bit different, but it's raising a topic here for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, absolutely. So, so that's one of the things that, you know, is different is that I find like a lot of my female friends make a lot of money. They have very successful careers. I'm very attracted to women who are successful um, in some way, shape or form. So I've noticed that men come after women now for alimony, which is quite interesting. It is. It but is. At the end of the day, um, if you were in a marriage and you were the one making money, you know, it was a marriage. And so when you break up that partnership, it, it's 50-50, I guess. And did you, may I ask a personal question since you're getting yeah, personal? Did it. you have to pay the alimony? No, I did not. And um, the reason why I did not was because I didn't have a job Okay. at the end of the divorce. So right. um, I was with ABC 15 and my contract was coming up and I wasn't happy with the things that they were doing at the time. And so it just, and then also I had a man that was coming after me for money that I may have been beholden to having to pay him alimony for 20 years. So fortunately for me, ABC 15 felt like it was time to, you know, 
dissolve our relationship. And the timing of that was perfect for me. Um, it wasn't perfect in the sense I didn't have any more income coming in, but because I am a planner and I think of head, I actually had, I bought a lot of, you know, rental properties before I got a divorce. So that protected me. So I was okay losing oh, the job good. because I had income coming in. And that's a whole nother segment that we'll talk about. Yeah. And well, that's part of smart living. Another, you know, we could get into another show with this, but it's just interesting because men are usually the provider and the protector. Right. So them coming after for alimony really goes against the grain, the grain. Yeah. yeah. Well, and men are changing and women are too, as we are changing in society. Like I find that Men are much, they're, men are emotional. Like I really, where do you find those ones? Sensitive, (laughs) sensitive guys, sensitive guys. I find them in my travels. Do you? Okay. (laughs) You'll have to introduce me to them. I haven't ran across too many. Okay. Diane. So listen, we'll wrap this up, but listen, you're still doing real estate in the Valley. If people want to find you and they want to use a realtor, because I know for me, I'm a little bit biased. So I tend to love to do business with women. Um, so where can people find you if they want to use you as a realtor? Sure. Well, my email is can't remember her email at gmail.com. So hopefully, hopefully people remember that. (laughs) Uh, yeah. My phone number is 602-620-2277. Okay. Write that down, but don't worry about guys. We live in the digital world. So this show will be uploaded. You can view it. You can see it wherever you want. Just make sure to remember to just plug in smart shopper Daphne. And that's where you can find everything that I do. That's where you can find my blog. You can find me on social media. You know, you go to Instagram, you type that in and, um, And that's where you'll find out um, where Diane is. You can reach her too. So just head to smartshopperdaphne.com for all the details of that once we upload the show. Okay, so coming up in just a little bit, we will have, I got to pan through this real quick. This guy right here in the background, Eric Gomez, will be coming up in just a bit. Is Eric single? No. He's very cute. He's not. Very cute. He's single and he's much too, he's much too young. He's much too young for you. (laughs) I'd like for you to stay within a 10-year age range. He's too young. Is he? Although you probably could date younger, but... You want it to be, you know, a lasting relationship. So intellectually, you're on the same page. Okay. So let's switch gears a little bit. We're going to go to uh, um, talk about, switch gears about saving money. So one of the things, Diane, this is funny. Now, I know this is a podcast and I've got to figure out how to do this, but I like to do a lot of how-tos. And so on social media, throughout the weekdays, when um, we're not doing the podcast show, you will see me showing you ways at home to save money. So one of the things I love to do is create my own household cleaners. Right. I save so much money. But not only that, like the chemicals that you buy, like one time I was cleaning my um, toilet seat and it's a wooden toilet seat. And I put like some um, I forget the name of the cleaner, but one of those cleaners that have bleach in it, it totally ruined the entire toilet seat. So that's one of the reasons why I make my own cleaners. Now, do you actually clean anything at your house? (laughs) Do you think I'm rich, rich? I am cleaning by myself. Okay, so you are a cleaner. I am. Now, what do you do to use your laundry? Do you just go buy laundry detergent? Like at the store that's already made, do you use the the little packets? Do you use the powder? Well, I like the powder because I feel that the liquid doesn't really clean as well. So I like like the powder. You remember the pods? Yeah. That was crazy. I didn't, then kids eating them. Yeah, Yeah. I never used used the pods. It's full of chemicals. So for me, the less processed it is, the better it is. So, so, but from a person who doesn't, hasn't used the homemade stuff, mm-hmm. I find that the green cleaners don't clean as well. Does this clean as well? I find that it does. It does. But I also don't stink that bad. 
<laughs> so my clothes may not be that dirty. No, I'm teasing you. No, I actually find that this cleans fantastically. Okay. Now for getting stains out, I definitely use a stain booster, but I work out a lot. I'm a runner and so my clothes really stink a lot and I have a lot of sweat smell. I've been using this for at least maybe 15 years. Oh, I love yeah. it. Okay. So when I was at ABC 15, the smart shopper, I had a guest come Do you want me on. to hold this up? Yeah, well we can hold this up and show people. So basically it's three simple ingredients. It's laundry booster, super washing. You have your Fels naphtha, which is your bar of soap, and then you have your borax it's those three simple ingredients and again guys i know this is a podcast you can go to my blog i'll have it all posted there so all you need is you need one cup of the borax you need one cup of the laundry booster and then you've got to grind this down so you grind this down where you take a like cheese a cheese grater, grater and then you take a coffee grinder because you want it really fine the soap so this is what it looks like i know you guys can't see on a podcast it smells amazing it and so you see the yellow things that are in here is the soap that I grinded up. So you want it really fine. Well, and one thing that I have mistakenly been doing is using too much detergent too. Right. So how much do you use per Just load? Just one teaspoon. One teaspoon. Yeah. And it comes out to three cents a load. Wow. Yeah. And if you have like a really large load, I'm talking like a load, like just if I'm doing my own laundry or, um, or, uh, with my, um, partner, Eric, who's not the financial guy that's coming on different Eric. Um, you know, I'll do like one teaspoon or one tablespoon, but if okay. it's a lot larger load, but really it comes down to just three cents a load. And it literally takes just a few minutes to make. The only hassle is grinding down that soap because you have to cheese grate it first and grind it down. Then you have to put it in a coffee grinder, grinder and then it gets it really fine. But that's it. And it lasts me quite a few months. And it, I like for my towels and sheets for them to smell nice. I have a nice smelly yeah. detergent. So you can add essential oils to that, right? Like that's lavender exactly right. and yeah, peppermint. You absolutely can. I don't like, I just like the natural soap smell for myself, but you're absolutely right. You can do whatever you want. That's perfect. You add the essential oils, just add a few drops in lavender and you're good to go. Perfect. Super. So if you guys want that recipe, just head to my blog at smartshopperdaphne.com. Okay, so now we're going to switch gears. You see this handsome guy right behind me in the screen. This is Eric Gomez. He is is the CEO of SG Wealth Managers and SG Insurance and Estimate. And he's going to come on and share with us some other things, ladies, that you need to do if you're going through a divorce to protect yourself. Okay, so here is Eric Gomez. Again, he is with SG Wealth Managers and SG Insurance and Estate Planning. Welcome to the show, Eric. Hi, Daphne. How are you? Good. Well, full disclosure here. I want to let you know that Eric actually is my financial planner. And I met him when my father passed away and um, I had inherited some money. And even though I've always managed my money, this was a little bit overwhelming. And I went with Eric because um, he manages his business where it's like a relationship because I'm always very scared um, of somebody ripping me off or taking you know, the money that I have. But he um, works with me. He held my hand. And I've been very happy to have him. Now, I'm not promoting him, but the reason why I'm having it on the show is because he's got some really good advice that I want to share with you guys. So we've been on the theme of like women going through a divorce. We had Diane on earlier talking to us about how to protect, you know, your home, some decisions you want to consider. But you, I brought this topic to you and you were like some things hands down you have to do, ladies, if you're going through a divorce. So welcome. Thank you. Happy to help. There's quite a bit of information to cover and uh, yeah, it's a lot of little known things that women can do to protect themselves. So want to provide as much information as I can to help. Right. Well, let's start with first, something that you had shared with me was on the process of getting a divorce. You can ask for your partner 
to get life insurance if they don't have it? I've never heard of this. Explain this to me and why. Yeah, so traditionally, when, when you have children, you're, you're having someone that's able to help raise a child, not just from talking through them through life, but also from the aspect of financially, um, buying clothes, helping them through school, uh, you know, paying for uniforms if they get in sports or involved in any uh, extracurricular activities at school. And unfortunately, all those things are not free, cost money. And when you're going through a divorce, you are now really relying on that person still to continue helping financially. But there's one caveat. If in the event they were to pass away and you're still single, you have no additional resources financially coming in to help you to raise that child for the duration of their life. Mm -hmm. To offset that risk, of you now having double the burden that you would with someone contributing financially, whether it's, whether it's through child support or whether they're um, providing regular you know, assistance, paying for, uh, like I said, school stuff or, or just necessities that all children have, you're able to speak with your attorney and put in the conditions of the divorce that your soon-to-be ex-spouse is required to have and carry some life insurance for the duration of your children being minors. So all the way up until they turn 18. And what that does is in the event they pass away, you will now receive additional money coming in to help pay for tuition, to help pay for clothes. And you won't be put in a position where either child support just disappears and now you have to make up for that lost money to help raise your child. You're not put in a position to where maybe you agreed with your spouse as you're co-parenting that, you know, I'm going to cover a certain percentage of school. They're going to cover the other half. And now what you've uh, been telling your children to help support them through school is now gone. And now it affects your family in the worst possible way. And now it's affecting your children. So avoid that, you can put those conditions where your spouse can have a life insurance policy and they're required to maintain that policy, which is really important for as long as the, the children are minors. And when a judge sees that, that's something that they immediately will uh, want to sign off on because in the, in the court's eyes, they're going to want to protect the children as much right. as possible. And this is a, a way for them to secure some sort of financial security for that child's life. I love that. I never would have thought that in a million years. So especially for women, if you're at stay-at-home moms and you're done with this marriage, this is a great way to protect yourself just in case something happens to your former spouse. And, you know, they're required to provide financial resources for you. So that will guarantee that your kids will be okay. I love that. And that, yeah, that's something that the judge, because usually they side towards protecting the child when it comes to the court. So that's great. Now, one of the things when it comes to divorce, I mean, at the end of the day, it really comes down to negotiating. You're trying to, you know, get as much as you can uh, from that individual. And I know nowadays we brought this up in the show uh, with people, women, my generation, you know, we've had a lot of freedom when we were born in the seventies, women had rights. We had rights to vote. We had rights to, for full health care. We had all the rights, but that also means that we could work too. Um, you know, back in the day, a woman, you know, had to depend on a man. So with that being said, um, these, are the, these are the things. So if you're a non-working mom 
or, or a woman and you're getting a divorce and you have small kids. Now you were saying some of the things and your spouse was the main provider, you know, 401k, you know, that's a big thing. I mean, everybody puts that away. I know when I got a divorce, I didn't know that my partner could get half of my 401k, but they could. It was scary. So what are some things that let, let's, let's just do a hypothetical. Let's say, you know, you're a mom, you know, you've got kids that are 10 and 13. You've been a stay-at-home mom since these kids were born. Um, you haven't worked in like 15 years and you want to get out of this marriage. So, and your soon to be ex-husband has a huge 401k. Do you just let them have it? Like what's, what's a good thing to protect yourself? So great question. And, and there's a couple considerations that I'll kind of break this down into components. There's a tax component and there's a component of, you know, you hitting your own personal goals as far as reaching retirement. For a retirement focus discussion, you've been contributing your entire life, or at least for the duration of the marriage, in helping raise children if you're a stay-at-home mother. And you've been contributing in many other different capacities beyond that, that did not enable you to generate an income, but it did enable your spouse to generate income and provide. So in, you know, in, a, in an equal world, you are entitled to some of that money and you sacrifice for that person to benefit for their retirement if you're separated. So a lot of people get afraid to ask for a fall um, to talk about the fall and care forget to talk about it um, because they're like, I don't want to pay taxes on it. And is it even worth to have that conversation? Well, there are some rules and legal and legalities that allow you to get some of that 401k and not have a huge tax liability. And that tax component is really important because if your spouse, let's say, has just a normal investment account, it's a normal brokerage account. Well, you already paid taxes on it. So if you get half of it, um, as that brokerage account continues to grow, you are going to have to now take on the responsibility of paying some of the taxes on the growth end of that new brokerage account. The benefits of a retirement account is that gross tax deferred, meaning that you don't pay taxes the year it makes money. So if you receive interest this year, if you receive dividends this year, you won't have to pay taxes this year right away. And it allows it to compound and grow over time much faster. So there is a uh, way that you and your attorney can work around you know, having a liability by asking for what's called a quadro. And what this rule allows you to do is to split up that 401k asset and put it in a special retirement account for you and still keep all the same tax benefits of a 401k in your own personal retirement account. So you, so if you, you know, whenever my rule of thumb is whenever you take any money out of your 401k, you get penalized. So right. let's say you negotiate 50% of that 401k they take it out, but you're saying by doing it this way, I wouldn't have to pay taxes on taking that money out and putting it into another account. That is correct. So the majority of Americans have the majority of their wealth in their 401k plan. So if you're going through a divorce, chances are if your spouse has been working their entire life, the majority of their wealth is going to be in their 401k. And if you've been married for the majority of that, it's only fair that you get to um, partake in that benefit that you, like I said, you uh, you sacrificed on your end 
um, to help raise children, to right. uh, take care of a lot of logistics in the marriage. So um, because you don't, because if you get half of that 401k, you don't want to just take it and spend it. You need to put that back in the investment and compound interest is another thing. That's a whole nother topic, but you don't want to touch that money because you're losing that compound interest. Correct. So, and if you touch it, depending on how old you are, if you're, you know, under 59 and a half, you know, there's additional fees, a 10% excess withdrawal penalty. Um, then you have to pay taxes on both right. the federal and state level. So doing it this way through what's called a quadro allows you a to quadro. that tax it and allows you to defer growth as much as possible. And um, at the end of the day, that helps you accomplish your goals of being able to hit retirement as well. Eric, that's some really, really good advice. I appreciate that. It's called quadro. That's what it is. Okay. So listen, thank you so much for coming on smart living. We appreciate the advice and we plan on seeing you again. You will be a regular on this show, whether you like it or not, because you got too much good advice to help my listeners save the most. So I really appreciate you. Very good advice there. So if you guys want to get a hold of Eric, or you want some advice, well, I'll have his information posted on my blog, along with where you can listen and watch this podcast. It's all under smartshopperdaphne.com. If you want to follow me on social media, it's smartshopperdaphne. Eric, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great week and continue making money for me and all of your other clients. Well, thank you for having me. Have a good one. Um, okay. And you know what, Diane? I think that's a wrap. That's it. That's it. Well, congrats on your first show. Well, thanks for having us. And I look forward to having you back on. And by the way, Diane is a world traveler. So if you follow her on Facebook also, you can see all the wonderful travels she has. She was just recently in Italy. She's often in New York. But she is also home a lot, too. So she is definitely a hardcore realtor here in the Valley. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. And Eric Gomez, thank you so much for coming on the show. And if you'd like to get a hold of him, again, I'll have it all on my blog. And just watch me on my social media channels. I appreciate all your support, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on Smart Living. And don't forget, I'm Daphne Monroe, your smart shopper. Where's my point? There we go. I'm pointing. There we go. We got it. Okay. We'll see you later. Bye.